here doing senior citizen shit already, my nigga. Like, come on, bro. CJ. The fuck out of here. CJ be over there. What's he gonna start doing? Fucking knitting and start knitting shawls now all of a sudden and shit. Like, come on with that bullshit, bro. Man, CJ be over there watching money going to his best and watching Jeopardy replays and shit, man. That's to kill that shit, bro. And with that. Welcome everybody to For the Taste, episode 5, CJ and Bino, and uh, this week we are blessed and humbled to have, uh, yes y'all are, yeah, 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 great, great quality, you're here welcome, we here we go, great quality, you're welcome, I, I gotta get, for this motherfucker. hold on, let me bring the, we should call this episode the double stack, ah, <laughs> what he said, oh, ah, <laughs> Yeah. Just, let me tell you my issue with Lizzo, son. It's not. And, and the way, real quick, folks, mind you, he's just, we're just going to drop in. We'll get to the particulars and everything else like that because we need to hear this right here. Go ahead about Lizzo. This is how we're going to start off episode five. Let me tell you. So, let me tell you my issue with Lizzo is Lizzo is, Lizzo is being force fed to us. You know what I'm saying? If you would give us Lizzo with moderation, I don't think she would drive as many people crazy as she does. But you trying to cram Lizzo in everybody's throats, and that shit is not cool. Like, just let everybody just... But you don't think she trying to do that shit herself anyway? Like, so, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, I, I know, you know, my guy's not on Twitter as much anymore, but when I tell you she's on there literally floating XXX pictures, damn near, huh? like, just I mean, with some she, lace. she big and beautiful. I mean, oh, we dude, can't, we, we can't we, That's not, not even a debate. We that's can't not even knock a debate. For that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like at a certain point, like okay, now because you've gotten the attention that you've gotten, like what else is there? Because, like I said a, a couple of episodes ago, what you gonna do after you've cashed this check? Then what? Yeah. What? What else is it? Because I mean, what, oh, man, less, oh, oh. less than a year, she went from basically relatively unknown to winning a Grammy, and I know Grammys are almost like plan awards, but still, that's. That's impressive. About male and female stewardesses, I, I probably <laughs> asked to step to the back of the plane. You talking about on spirit? Spirit, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fan, that's the worst. Thing. When I tell you spirit <clears throat> airlines is the dry hand job of airlines. No, I, from what I heard. Yeah, from what I heard. Never. I've it. never been on them. No, they no. are awful, son. They Can't are awful. It. Word up. Can't do it. Nah, not even, not even discount. All right, so we'll make sure we get you on a decent airline if you do got to have them thumps happen with your kinfolk. But, B, go ahead and try to bring up, because essentially you said that Sha and I didn't do a proper job. Of- let me tell you, so let me tell you what my issue was. And I, I, I even talked to Finn. Like I called him after I listened to y'all's episode. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell took y'all so long to think of music? Like, music this year. Like it, I don't know what I don't know what that was, but it took y'all entirely too long to name albums. It was like a mid pack of good music this year, though. I think when I now can I come back and reflect and think about it? it I mean, it's solid if you if you really thinking about it. Like it's it's solid, and there were certain artists that stood out more than other artists, whether it it had been something tragic that happened to them, or um, rest in peace, Nip, or. Um, what's, what's my man from Charlotte? What's my man from the Charlotte? The baby. Baby. Kirk. He probably had the craziest summer of any artist I've seen in a long time. Hell of a year. Uh-huh. Hell of, uh, hell of five That's visuals like, and moments. The like, album, it ain't, it ain't for what? me. But yeah. 
what was it? What was the shit he just did? He just he just did a Bob. concert FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't. Uh, so I guess his jet broke down when he was trying to get back home to Charlotte, and so he apologized to the fans. But what he did is, I guess, he did some type of FaceTime where they brought it up on the big screen, and he just, I guess, performed from a jet. So I tell you that improvisation is legendary. Yeah, yeah, he he got kudos for that one. Yeah, but nah, so that nah, but getting back to the whole shit, I was just like, I don't understand what took y'all so long. First of all. Uh, Clee was a former DJ at Bingo Nights over there yeah. in the Dirty Mall. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth was open. I wasn't even. DJ talk a lot. Blackout. 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 Oh, he said a bingo parlor, you bastard. <laughs> Yo, and and I know, I, I know, I know, Cuzzo be on like uh, he be on his, his shit when it comes to music. Majority the R and B shit. He do the rap shit. I and don't get me wrong. I I get it, but I just think for y'all that had a knowledge of music that y'all have, it was taking y'all way too long, yo. Y'all had like y'all shit was so like me, nine seconds in the pocket before you was throwing out names. So like, let me on. ask you a question though. So if if I if I'm not mistaken, the question was asked, what were some or some of the top 10 albums in your opinion of the decade not of the year and so in in in, in defense of me and Clee, that's a lot of damn music we have to think about to put 10 albums compose a, a list of 10 albums off the fly with like damn near five minutes left of the show to make a top 10. and it was so I, it was more so i see what you're saying y'all should have at least had five off rip but but again okay so if he hasn't told you, which I know me, you talk him for, but if he hasn't told you when we had the argument about Daytona, my response to you was like, I'm not disregarding Daytona and what it was, but what I am saying is, what is the criteria we're basing this top 10 off of? Wait, and what wait, I explained wait, to CJ... Wait, wait Shy, real quick. Um, it's, okay. not, it's not just Daytona, like Push would say, it's Daytona, album of the motherfucking year. That's how he would present the album. Okay, shout, 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 out, to, shout out to Push. But getting back to what I was saying, <laughs> um, if we, we got to put a criteria on it, because if we're just going to talk, like I, like I told CJ, whether you agree with me or not, Kempo, what I told CJ is if, if, if you are basing it off maybe just like lyricism, as bad as I hate to say this, and I swear I hope you don't crucify me for this, Nipsey Hussle might not make that top 10 if we're talking just lyricism. You know what I'm saying? So if we put a criteria out, more than likely, I probably would put Daytona in there. But what is the criteria? What are we basing top 10 albums of the decade off of? That's I what I would look. I think we look, I think overall, I, you look at everything. Everything. Okay. We're talking about everything. So we're talking about, we talking about lyrics. We're talking about production. We're talking about content. We're talking about so many different aspects of it. And we're going to group, we put that all in a group. And that's okay, so influ influence as well. We talking about that, like influence and like how it impacted the culture, or what? Yeah. It, are we talking about that too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so then, how about? So how? Go ahead, go so ahead, then, in this year, then, who has really influenced music like that to us this year? Uh, nip, 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 nip. Uh, Does Victory Lap count as a 2019 album? though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I would say so. it was back into 2018, going into 19, and it had more of a shelf life at the beginning. 
Okay, if we count because yeah, because Nip, 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 uh, unfortunately, Nip's untimely demise was in March, right? Like the very yeah, last day of March, that, right? That album came out this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else put out smoke this year? It, it might. Hey, it I'm might be late big... to the party, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw my hat in. I, I salute the OGs that aged with us. That Fat Joe album, Family Ties, that one moves right there. I mean, the OGs, the the forty something men that came through this year, Ross that, came through with Heat, Capo came Miami through with Heat. Too, yeah. And uh, yo, that Capo album rap, might hit I'm, top five best rap albums this year. I'm not, a, I, and I'm not a, I'm not a real big fan of this dude, but I still, I I do my best to listen to son. Chris album was Chris album was flawless. Yeah, Chris, yes, sir. Chris album, Chris album took, was flawless. Took, took the words not, right out my mouth. I'm not a big fan of Chris, but Chris album was flawless. Now, now yeah, here, took here, the words right out my mouth. To hear, all right. So we we can all agree on Chris because I would say that that big country Chris album that's a top. We'll, we go with a full five. That's a top five album. Here's one that I'm gonna throw out, and I think I know which way one of y'all gonna go with, but I ain't heard it from both of y'all. And this would be that. Bandana with Freddie Gibbs, that Mad Lib collaboration. That that yep. to me is a top five album of the year. Yeah. So let me so let me throw th- one out. I don't out. think it's up there. I don't think it's up there with the with the currency and Freddie Gibbs album. So See, let that me, came out so last let me throw year. One That's out why there. I didn't count that. Let me, let me throw one out there just to throw some respect on her. Rhapsody. Yeah. 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 Rap, yeah. rap, rap. Well, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Peace of the goddess. Yeah. yeah. That's got between hit. between that's Rhapsody hit. and Big Crit. I didn't like. That's all that I listened to for yeah. a good month and yeah. a half, Rhapsody, two months. Rhapsody's album was Rhapsody album was almost too good. I don't know. Yeah, I and mind you, she had um she had like Ninth Wonder producing on some of them joints. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Pete yeah. Rock. Say less. Uh. And she did the classic. She did the classic joint uh, with uh, was it not Rizzo? Was it Rizzo? She redid his his song or whatever. Nah, she had the joint she with had the, uh, the Liquid uh, Swords. Yeah, that's the it sample. Was Inspector Deck. No, Inspector Deck. My bad. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. It was genius. Liquid Swords, second song on that album. It was Jizza. It was the Jizza. It was Jizza. I'm old Jizzle. enough to okay, remember yeah. going to Warehouse and buying the CD and taking the plastic case off of it. I, Nobody asked you. Yeah. How old you are. <laughs> <laughs> three spots left in because we all agree with crit we all agreed on rap because rap has gotten a lot of replay um throughout since the album dropped in my cars on car rides so okay. you know i mean even that right there we've got two that are in in conjunction of the same thing we thinking then it also probably comes down to if you've got more of, I mean, who hit in the South this year that you would really hold up there of saying they've got a worthy of album of the year type album? And I'm not the talking baby. about collabora- I mean, uh, collaboration album either because then that takes the Dream World project out, which is a sick project, which we'll, we'll hit on yeah. a little bit of that later. Uh, just like Ken folks said, the baby. I mean, the the year he's had, let alone the summer nobody that he's had. had. A cra- nobody had a crazier summer than him. I'll be honest with you. And the only one, only one close to him, again, just paying respects to the lazy, is probably Megan Thee Stallion. Like just you know what she's done and and how she and how fast it was. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it, it's like the baby and then Megan. To be honest with you, real talk. Did, and Megan's album. I mean, did it? And I know it ain't all based off album sales, but did Meg's album and her movement move the same way as the baby? And I know the baby moved units. Like I said, he ain't necessarily I like I didn't rock the album all the way, but his impact is without question. You can't knock him. I'm for that. a 
I'm going to say no, and, and I'm, I'm sure that Ken Folk can understand what I'm saying in you too, CJ. I don't think it moved like that because, unfortunately, as bad as I hate to say this, her being a female artist and the things that she talks about, a lot of niggas is probably not just going to be bumping that while they rolling down 285 or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, they just yeah. not going to do it. So as far as, like, streaming numbers and stuff, oh, Megan killed it. But did she kill it like the baby? Because, you know, you got you got a, a very large male and female listening, you know, listening uh, group or whatever the case is. Then with Megan, she yeah. mostly has just more females. So yeah. in that in that respect, we got to go baby on that one. You feel me? Like It's, it's just being honest. Hmm. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's still some, it's still some other joints though too, man. That that move that move pretty good. Like like Tyler the Creator's album, that Igor album. Yeah, was Igor, tough. yeah. That Igor yeah. album was tough, and that um. But that ain't really a rap album, dope album. But I wouldn't call it a rap album. It's part of the hip hop yeah. family, but it ain't. I mean, it it moved and it touched so many different beat points and sound spaces that you can't set that right as being a true rap slash hip-hop album that is a hip-hop project to me so what about um little brother's album was was mean too man look man look Uh, i'm still listening i'm still listening but see y'all bring it right back to the same point that i was saying that the old heads actually gave us better content and last year you can say the the young bloods the soundcloud generation actually gave more content of good music to the game this year seemed like it flipped uh, the other way um and uh Esco dropped the the lost tapes too this year too. And he could have kept them gonna, lost. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't folk. I, I know you're a New Yorker, so forgive me for saying this. That shit was terrible. Nah, I I wasn't I Nah, I'm gonna be honest with you. So, so check this out. Speak to your inner citizen, senior citizen. No, and, and look, and look, I got Algero in my Spotify playlist. All right, so I believe it. I, I believe it. I'm sure you got something autographed by Algero. <laughs> so, I'm gonna be honest with you. Real talk. So, CJ and, and Kim folk, the way that y'all felt about Two Chains album, mm-hmm. I felt about Nas's album. I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly, I wasn't impressed. I mean, not yeah. I'm with CJ. Nas probably could have kept that shit so what, wherever that, it was. That he, rap, he didn't have to find it. That rap and go to the league, you wasn't, I mean, I think I didn't necessarily feel that one just because mainly LeBron was giving to himself too much credit for EP in it, I think. I mean, it, when you yeah. go back and give it replay, it ain't it ain't his best project from Titty Boy, but it it ain't as bad as I originally thought. And that's just, again, mainly because of Bron sitting there being in the studio nodding his headpiece, you know, so, to the beat. Did anyone did anyone take a good listen to Jeezy's album this year? Look, this yeah, this is gonna yeah. sound blasphemous because we all know oh, we, we 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 roll for the smoke this shit out oh, of this shit. We we roll for the snowman. <laughs> I took that first spin. I took the first spin of that album on a road trip to Arizona, and okay. I got through it. But I was like, for one oh four and quote your last album, I needed more. This is the best way I can put it for the Jeezy album was the trade-off that him and Ross did. It's almost like Jeezy just had to get a song because the Ross yeah, the Ross yeah. flip compared to the one that got on Jeezy album, it's like 
a A plus and a C. It wasn't season. even fair. Yeah, you talking about fair. you yeah. talking about 06 compared to uh what's nah, the joint he's that he had? About, nah, he's talking about the features like because both okay. of them were featured on each other's albums. Yeah, it was, yeah. It didn't even match up. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's what I was saying. So Jeezy had Jeezy had 06 on his album, right? And then uh, I forgot the joint that Ross had, but yeah, I know what you're talking about the 06 goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nah, that 06 goes. Yeah, nah, sure. but the one on Ross's album, they was getting off. Oh, absolutely. Shit, they got and then the thing was they got off on the um the big boy um music on on DJ Khaled. That's when I'm like, all right, when they do a collab, that's gonna hit because they both went off, and so, that one was way harder than oh, even what shit. got. Khaled's album too. The well, that's but, okay. Just to just to just to piggyback and segue off of what Kenfo just said, are we considering DJ Khaled as an actual straight hip hop album? Because Summer Walker was on there. No, not Summer Walker. Uh, Scissor. Or yes, yeah, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> old ass. Anyway, <laughs> her them one of them. Shut up. Uh, see, see, see. I, you see, know, yeah, SZA no, was on there, SZA and she count. SZA can count because even if you count that as a quote collaboration album, he still okay. he still had more hip hop theme music to yeah. that album. You know, because even that okay, SZA that SZA song, it was a flip of the Miss Jackson, which is an iconic. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I give it because then even when he had Bougie on there, on there, Drake made a whole album off of that. You know, talking like that for the man. So you can include that. Uh-huh. You know, for the boy. Okay. Uh, so we're right. so with that said, where are we at? We still so we, we only s- came to collective, ladies and gentlemen, on two albums that we would agree with. And depending on how you frame it with Victory Lap, I'm gonna go with Victory Lap being a top five album. If we gonna count it in the calendar year, that's yeah. top three. Top three. So here's okay. here's how we'll leave the last two because what I do want to do for an episode when we do get the Beige Ranger known as Bino on for the end of the year and do one big ass collective. Stop talking about my nigga like that. Uh, we're gonna do a decade, and we're just gonna spend the whole podcast talking about music that's shaped the decade for all of us because it's going to take us all over the place so we'll leave the last two spaces for that actual episode and we're going to put some comments out there on the instagram feed and on the youtube feeds of getting other people's feedback of what they would think are their top five albums and then we'll come back and review with that i think that'll be a good enough transition Um, so with this past weekend because i talked with both of y'all throughout the last week you know, salute to the guy B for doing his episode of last week, the host with the most. If you haven't heard it, go ahead and take a look and take a listen. And then I talked with the good family Shad on the Lost Files, and unfortunately, like that Nas album, um, it's somebody, lost. It's lost. Somebody might end up eventually hearing it, but you don't probably want to hear it. But there were some things that we did want to talk about off of that that we want to run back. There is. Right, let's do it. It's a big weekend that just passed of sports, and I'm gonna throw the first one over to salute to the good man from the UK, uh, Anthony Joshua from, you know, getting his belts back and defeating. I told you. Man, shut up. <laughs> defeating Andy you. Ruiz Jr. in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia for an estimated purse of over $100 million of guaranteed gate money. Um, unanimous decision. And in all reality, it looked like one man that was hungry, the other man ate a lot. So. Come on, man. You think. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. We get it, son. Like he he two hundred and eighty pounds. We get it. I'm speaking oh, on behalf of the, of the of the big bros. We get it. No, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it has nothing to do with that. It 
okay, so yeah, it, it, it had everything to do with it, that. What you said was a statement of fact, but just in, in, for the for the sake of what we're talking about, keep him above the belt. No, I'm you keeping him above the belt. No low blows. No, no low blows. No low blows. B, the no reason why blows. I'm saying it that way is it's not about. Andrew Ruiz's weight. If he would have carried that 283, which I think he's even lying about being 283 on fight night, if he was carrying that extra weight in and he did something, win, lose, or draw, all right, cool. You know, big man, he ain't gonna so, ever come in and look like Mr. Olympic. But the soon as the, the bell, you know, hit 12 and they put a mic in front of his face, he wanted to go with, the, you know, I probably should have trained a little bit harder and, you know, came into to camp a little bit more underweight and listened to my trainers. Um, but I want a third fight. Like, no, like, the one thing that you've got to give respect, even if I don't think that Anthony Joshua can beat Deontay Wilder or stay in the ring without getting cracked by Deontay or be able to outclass Tyson Fury, I will give AJ a shit ton of respect because when he lost on June 1st, regardless of what was going on with him mentally, physically, or health-wise, anything in between, when he had that L, all he did was say, you know, regardless of what happened, this is wasn't my night. Give respects to the man. This is Andrew Ruiz's night. Cheers. And then went right back to work. You know, Andrew Ruiz did the, the, the Buster Douglas was, and started making excuses. Think, yeah, nah, real shit. And here's the other part, though, too. If we if we give him props to Ruiz, Ruiz exposed AJ bad, bad. I don't think he ready for Wilder. I don't think he ready for Wilder because I can see that. I can see that. Cause yeah, because I mean, Wilder says the way. same thing. I you can you have to be perfect for thirty six minutes. I have to be perfect for two seconds. And in a lot of ways, you kind of saw that quote in that AJ Ruiz fight because there was a couple of moments where he did get AJ to engage and it, he did well, have that deer in he, the headlight look a little bit and reset again like no this ain't what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to sit here on the he stick punched, and move he punched that man's spirit out the ring that shit was not even funny <laughs> oh you talking from uh, Wilder with Brazil yeah yeah I just that shit wasn't even funny so you know B I'm gonna roll that same comment about you don't think with Wilder I'm guessing the reason why you don't think he can stand up to Wilder is because you don't think he can take a punch that same way. Man, first, because Ruiz opened up that jaw crazy, so he not going he he gonna box. Don't get me wrong, Anthony Joshua is going to box, but if Wilder lands a shot at even thirty percent, it's over for him. What's the what's the, what's the what's the brother that Wilder knocked out before Ruiz? And he was talking. I'm talking about he was at the it lip was, about talking. Who, shit. Every, everybody he fought. <laughs> everybody. Fair, fair, Dominic fair, Brazil this, is the gentleman that you're referring to. Listen, I don't know what that man was thinking. I have no idea what that man was thinking. He got beat first round in like what 37 seconds or something like that, or 37 it seconds left. Is it may not be a full guarantee that Wilder beats Fury in the rematch coming up in February. He, he gonna whoop his ass. What are you talking about? Facts. Facts. He gonna Facts. beat his ass. For one, he's Wilder already doesn't like that that fight lasted as long as he did. And Fury was trying to show him up. And lastly, the shit ended in a draw? He bringing he, he bring he the shit from the back kill pocket. Him, CJ. He bring the shit from the back pockets on that boy, man. It's like Fury, like God bless Fury, man. Because to, <laughs> to this day, yeah, he finna, he finna, he finna put real hands on that brother this time. Okay, well you got to think here too. Yeah, I I'm just saying that is the contrary, and I expect for Wilder to get the stoppage in this one. But people could say from watching the first fight that Fury was uh, was masterclassing you know, in the ring and outside of two knockdowns, the second one 
was, you know, a knockdown where it looked like he was about to go Undertaker on him. He won more rounds. It was more convincing in his style. Just unfortunately, he got hit a couple times. So even that draws a little bit of a push. And saying all that, I still expect for Wilder to come through in the rematch and probably more emphatic than the first fight. Yeah, I mean, it might, and it could possibly be the same thing, too. Like, anybody who watched that fight knows that Fury flat out outboxed him. Like, from beginning to end, he got outboxed. That shit, that shit only helps when you were going against a dude of that caliber. You know what I'm saying? Like, almost the same, the same type of caliber. What's different with Wilder is. Wilder is stupid strong all 12 rounds. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. All 12 rounds. So you have to figure out a, a, a strategy to defend against something like that. There's no real strategy to just defend somebody throwing Super Saiyan level fists at you for 12 rounds. It's not really like so much Super had... Saiyan fists. It's just one really, really big ass Super Saiyan Thunderbolt Nigga, right it, hand. It don't matter. The the Kamehameha behind that damn punch is is authentic, CJ. Like it's very real. You can't do nothing with it. And that shit, I can't imagine what that shit sounds like live. You know what I'm saying? Like being right there ringside or something. Because it's live on TV. So, okay, so I've only seen Wilder in person once. And I actually saw him the last time he fought at MGM when he first won the belt off of Berman's Tavern. It was at that, that time his only fight that it went the distance. And the fighter that was in the ring that night is nowhere near the fighter that is currently going on right now. He wasn't cracking like that back then. And the kid was still thumping, but he was thumping cab drivers back then. And it still sounded strong. I could only imagine myself, just like you said, in person. They bring the fight back here. It's supposed to be MGM Grand. I think that is the official location site they put down. But either way, it's going to be in Vegas, and it's going to be a it's going to be a good ticket to grab. It's going to be a tough ticket to grab, but uh, you know, hey, we'll see, man. It's uh, that's birthday month, so maybe I can swing that one. Yeah, man. I mean, real shit is everybody wants to see a good fight. Yeah, but. At the same time, you just don't want to see nobody get just beat the fuck up like that. Like that's, <laughs> like that's. Well, I, I think for I think for this rematch with Fury, like that kind of has to happen because just like you said, Kenfo, if you know in that first in that first fight, Fury outboxed Wilder. If he outboxed him again, just like you said, it's going to be the same result. So I'm I'm gonna say this even as the champion, Wilder needs to knock Fury out. It needs to be a clear cut. TKO, no decision. Like he got, he gonna have to knock that boy out. Yeah, like it's just, it's gonna have to happen. Well, stay on that that same thing. Then, from what we saw with the redemption of AJ in Saudi Arabia this past weekend, and then let's just say when we get to February, do you think that the best and baddest man on the planet at heavyweight is Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury, or would you say that AJ with his redemption has gotten that spot back? Nah, I'm going Wilder. Yeah, because yeah, before that Ruiz Wilder. fight, people looked at AJ as being the number one man in the division. Well, I mean, I, I, I this, this, this is the one thing I don't want to happen, right? Like, so even though I'm bringing them up, like Mayweather, I don't, I don't want a fight that should have happened in two, two boxers prime to happen past it. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to take for them to get this fight after the fury fight but if there's if he to me 
if Joshua has already regained his titles and maybe he takes a couple more fights and he killed him, if they don't fight by the end of 2020, at some point in time, it's going to be like, well, what the hell are we waiting for? It's going to be like a waste of me. Well, it's going to be a, a more challenging issue is if they don't get that fight done by the end of 2020, there's no guarantee they both get through the end of the year without they even They even fight, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So it it that's going to have to happen in 2020. It's going to have to happen. It's like, you know, do your thing, Wild, do your thing against uh, uh, Fury and Joshua. I don't even know who the hell he'd be fighting no more. But do your thing. That has to happen in 2020 because after that, it's going to be like, well, it's it's not going to be worth it. And then one other boxing uh, topic that I do want to get with y'all, because I was thinking of fights that haven't been made and they need to get made over the next year. One of the ones that probably won't get made because, unfortunately, he flew out of a car and there's no really other way to kind of put it was uh, with Earl Spence against Terrence Crawford. And yeah, you know, uh, Terrence Crawford is continuing on. It's a Terrence Crawford fight week in Madison Square Garden. And this is the downside to the politics of the fight game is, you know, Terrence is taking care of a mandatory against Evis Kevaliskis. Easier to call him the green machine. Say and it again. What, say it again. Evis, say it Evis Kevaliskis. Okay. Yes. It sound like you spit all over the goddamn. <laughs> That's why I got the popper stopper, son. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good card on ESPN, and it's going to get a good rating, and that's going to actually benefit Terrence Crawford and his his attempts to try to tell folks on the other side of the street that he can generate a draw because they're going to put it on the backside of the Heisman presentation. I'm sorry. They're going to put it on the, the bookend of the Joe Burrow award ceremony because – Ain't no way that the kid doesn't win the Heisman this year, which we'll we'll loop back to in a second. Not after Saturday. Not, not after yeah, that yeah. thub thumping yeah. he gave of Georgia. But their book ended on the back of the Heisman ceremony, so they're going to get people viewing in. And it's a very good card from um, start to finish, from the top the main event all the way down to the lead-in and then the co-feature. Co-feature, I'd say if you got some time to watch it, take a look because it involves, shout out to my brethren from Africa, Uganda, titleist Richard Comey, the IBF lightweight champion, is putting his belt up against... Yo, his hands are, his hands are so nasty. Uh, his hands are hey, so nasty. Hey, hey, he's, going, he's, got, he's got something strong going up against the Teofimo Lopez, the undefeated prospect. And for most folks outside of the boxing heads that listen to our podcast, when they've shown those sports center highlights of a dude knocking somebody out and he starts doing the Fortnite dances, that's who Teofimo Lopez is. The, the sensation he's finally getting his crack at a title and the winner is supposed to get a crack at if you don't say he's won if this was Bino on he would go into a rant of saying that he's probably more like number four or five but at worst top five more like top three yeah, yeah. against Lomachenko Yo, let me tell you let me tell you what's going to be wild though with that fight hmm. the fucking punch count is going to be through the roof yeah they're going to be letting him go in that fight, yeah, that Lopez Comey fight, they're gonna them gonna be Ooh. answered. Somebody gonna go to sleep too, and it's gonna be on ESPN, so you don't have to go looking for it on an app. You don't have to have a premium subscription either. So I mean, it's gonna do a good number, and then Terrence is gonna put in work because he probably sees the opportunity to really be on the spotlight, and he does have like the last marquee date of the year. And again, with Earl, you know, blessings. They said he's gonna end up at least recovering in the normal sense to uh to get back up right don't know what it's going to be when he gets into the boxing ring and gets back into real conditioning but terrence has an opportunity to be able to seize being i am the number one welterweight and on top of that i'm number one 
I don't give a damn what nobody else thinks about Canelo or about Lomachenko or an old Zanuck Usyk or any of those guys. I mean, if you ask me, I would say Bud Crawford is the baddest dude pound for pound going down right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's he, true. I mean, that's he, true. He's just a cold man. Uh, from seeing him in person on TV and the, just his demeanor and his story and his grind, too. Like, I respect the hell of it. And that's no knock against Loma, who I've got right there, right behind him. And then Canelo in the third. Yeah, so, when he fighting again, when Canelo getting back in the ring again? He, he just got done flipping about $35 million last month from sparking out Sergey Kovalev to pick up a 175 oh, that's right. Wasn't yeah. that the rematch? No, no. He got that one on free money because he's avoiding fighting that third fight with Golovkin. And at this point, a third fight with oh, Golovkin, right. yeah. it yeah. doesn't do anything for me because we're starting to see that he was able to age out Triple G. And it, it sucks for him in some ways, but G got paid. But a better, I will always say, a, a prime G versus prime Canelo. It's prime G at that weight, but you know yeah. that's that's part of prize fighting. I'll continuously say it: the greatest thing that Canelo ended up learning from that ass whooping from Floyd back in 2013 was about the fight game, not about boxing. Right. So he learned some yeah, things on the side. Okay. Now, as far as with college foosball, good brethren. We now, as of this recording, know who the final four contestants are going to end up being for the college football playoff. You've got Oklahoma, Clemson, the overrated, I'm sorry, the Ohio State University. And uh, coming in at number one, the LSU Bayou Bengals. So, B, first off, when we had last talked on your episode, we were about a week away and Bama had just went down roll tide uh, to – in the, the, the iron, <laughs> in the iron bowl of to, to Auburn. So we now know that LSU got through, and this is the first year that Bama didn't find a way to get into the college football playoff. So, yeah. uh, your initial thoughts about the four teams that were selected, and do you have any issues with the four teams that were selected? I got a. The only issue I got, well, I, I mean, outside of Bama not being in it, that's obvious, but is I get what Clemson has done. I get the, the streak. I get all of that. They haven't beat anybody. They haven't played anybody. So for them to be in it, I, I don't know. I it, it almost feels as though it almost feels like they got the like they got the invite like they got the um fan. What's that shit that they that they do in, in college basketball where they get the invite to the dance the year before? The NIT? Yeah. That's what that shit feels like. That's what that shit feels like for, for Clemson to be there. And I'm not saying that they don't got smoke on the field at almost every position. They just haven't played anybody. Virginia, so, they, they beat Virginia in that in the ACC or the ACC, whatever it was. But Virginia's 25. Virginia was so like let me, 25th in the nation. So you can't really so Anybody let me ask you. Be chopping that up. Go ahead. Let sir. me ask. You, let me ask you a question. There. So wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold that thought. Real, hold that thought real quick. <laughs> All right. You were saying you simple bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Clemson, you're you're saying that you don't think they're belong outside of your obvious choice of who you would like to be there. Who would you replace for Clemson? Mm. And and before you answer, before you answer. The reason I'm asking that is because I'm looking at who Clemson played. Now, I, I see your point of view, but outside of everyone else who has two, maybe even three more losses, who would you put in there, Paul? No, oh, man. It's a, it's a couple of teams. 
Okay. It's a couple of teams. Let me see who would I roll tide. Now they they got without, two losses. They nah, got two no, losses. no, no roll tide. No roll tide. So no, I got you. I got you. Okay. They, they got two losses, so it's it's kind of hard. But they got losses against quality teams see, here, too. Here you know you what I'm saying? Pitching them bail. Pitching them bail. Nah, man. Listen. <laughs> if I, damn son, there, there's if really nobody to, else. Uh, and here's why I say there's nobody else. And this is coming from the number one Pac-12 homer. Because you look at it as Oregon was the best team in the Pac-12 that had a chance to be able to come through. And Oregon went straight Oregon and ended up taking an L against Arizona State and then dog walking Utah. So the West Coast again held itself out from an opportunity to be able to even get into the college football playoff. So as we look forward to the top four teams going into the college football playoff, it should be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But with that, that is this episode of For the Taste. I want to go ahead and appreciate my guys, B-Love and Shad Mill, at underscore Sando, and then at underscore Shad Mill, M-I-2-L, as their tags on IG is their primary way to be able to follow their movement. And then shouts out to our guy Bino at BK Norris 13, Mr. Duncan 4, but most importantly for content, for information on podcast upload, follow at For The Taste Show for more information on our IG page and at show underscore taste on our Twitter page. Until the next episode, Bino, CJ, signing off. Appreciate y'all. Yeah.